Good evening, everybody. It's me, your horror host, Abby, and welcome to Meet My Monsters! guys hi there ho there hi i'm really sorry for my absence um yeah just basically i've been feeling really rotten recently so i just decided to give myself the weekend off and have a bit of a chill session however something really freaking exciting happened and i am so 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 stoked to share this with you guys but i finally reached a thousand listens so yee Thank you to everybody who has been listening. I hope you guys are loving the monsters as much as I am. I swear I get such a thrill out of this. <laughs> Apart from scaring myself silly, you know, on, you know, a weekly basis. But yeah, guys, thank you so much. That was really just like, it really, really made my day when I saw that. I actually saw it yesterday, I think. But yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I'm going to keep doing the monster thing and you guys keep listening. <laughs> Okay, but this week we're going to be doing a really super um, exciting cryptid and we're actually going to take off to North America, specifically the Pacific Northwest. Furthermore, guys, we are going to be taking to the skies. If you see a storm brewing or feel the approach of a distant rain, be wary. For you hear... For when you hear the thunderclap, it's already too late. Yes, the rebob, everybody. This week we will be covering none other than the legendary Thunderbird. So I'm like so, so epically stoked about this episode because we might be delving once more into dinosaur territory. So I've said too much already, but anyways, I'm super excited. You know me and dinosaurs, so I'm just like. Wah! So anyways, everybody, sit down, strap in, and get ready for the tale of the mythical origin, which has wound its way into the 21st century. So first off, we're going to take a little look-see into the history of the Thunderbird legend. The tale of the Thunderbird spans over centuries um, from the indigenous people of the Pacific Northwest. In all tales, the legend varies. However, there seems to be a common thread. I wrote thread, but I don't mean thread, everybody. (laughs) So a thunderbird was considered to be a god, essentially, in the form of a giant bird. To protect its territory and scare humans away, because, you know, we just like the worst kind of species imaginable, and we just try to go wherever we think we are entitled to go. But to scare us away, the thunderbird would flap its gigantic wings. When it did so, it would let off a magnificent clap of thunder, startling anyone who dared enter their land. Another common trait um, across the stories is that thunderbirds were, at times, known to be vengeful against man. So, okay, before I get into this, I just need to put in a little side note. One of the, the meals of choice for thunderbirds, wait for it, were orcas. So, yeah killer whales this bird was big enough to hunt killer whales in the ocean and that was its preferred meal of choice what the actual hell (laughs) i would not be able to even put my head around a bird that big but anyway so 
back to how they spiteful against people. So another common trait across all the stories. I've said that part already. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so if displeased, the Thunderbird would swoop down and grab a child, taking it back to its nest to eat. It kind of puts a whole new spin on a kitty's meal, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, me and my dark humor over here. However, it wasn't long until tales of this mythical creature began to actually materialize in Western settlers. In the Western settlers or amongst them, Abigail? Amongst the Western settlers. The year is 1890 and we find ourselves amidst the tumbleweeds of Arizona. Two cowboys are suddenly scared witless as a gigantic bird-like creature swoops overhead. In true cowboy cowboy form, the gents whipped out their rifles and started to shoot at the creature. To their amazement, and I'm pretty sure sheer dumb luck at this point, they managed to strike the bird from the skies. Once the body had fallen, the pair salvaged the corpse, tied it to their horses and dragged it back to town. It was said, when the wings of the creature were opened, they spanned across the length of a barn. And guys, I am going to tell you how long, how long, how wide the wing, the wingspan of this creature was supposed to be. And just wait for it. It's huge. Quite frankly, between you, me and the wall, I don't know how two horses managed to drag this thing back to town if it is as big as they say it is. Or maybe cowboys had a different meaning of feet than I do. But... <laughs> Anyways, the cowboys described the wings as being bat-like in texture. Instead of feathers, there was a stretch of skin. The men's description of the bird matched that of a, uh, a pterosaur. Guys, that word always puts me off. You know, petetrodactyl, pterosaur. Why is there a silent P in front of all of the flying reptilian things? Anyway, so... Um, just on a side note as well, anyone thinking that cowboys have no idea what dinosaurs are, they actually did. So a pterosaur was known at that time. So this might have actually just been a bit of excitement. And, you know, like they caught a big bird and they thought it was a pterosaur and passed it off as a pterosaur. However, the pair decided to take a photo of the creature for record. This is where things get weird and this is actually quite a big conspiracy in the crypto world. The photo vanished and it cannot be found to this day. No one can find it. No one knows what it is. A lot of people kind of have a, a recollection of seeing the photo. Um, actually, it was said to be on the barn wall where they stretched the, the pterodactyl thing up against. But it's no one can find it. The tombstone epitaph. Am I saying that right? Yes. <laughs> Epitaph. So the tombstone Epitaph released an article on the capture of the monster of the skies in 1890. So this whole situation took place in 1890, like I said at the beginning. Sadly, though, no photo was published. However, in the article, the bird seems massive. So like I said, this thing is huge. Um, So the recorded wingspan of the creature recorded by these two cowboy folk who dragged it back into town was 160 feet just let that sink in for a second <laughs> that's it's not normal 160 feet no no that's larger than any flying creature ever known ever known to be found in the skies ever and that includes all pterosaurs all birds all everything 
anyways. I'm just going to leave that there. I think the cowboys got their measurements a bit off. Okay, so now we're going to move into slightly more recent times. So away from the 18, 1890s to the 1940s. So there actually seem to be quite a few numbers of sightings of the Thunderbird in the 40s. But I'm just going to share two notable ones with you. So the first happens on the 10th of April, 1948. Three residents in Illinois observed a plane flying overhead. However, when the plane flapped its wings, they realized that what they were looking at was definitely not man-made. <laughs> I can just picture this happening. Like three bystanders just being like, oh, there's a plane. Look at that. That's so much fun. And then, Wa-pa! sorry, it's actually a gigantic birdosaur. Okay, next, a few weeks later, father and son, also from Illinois. So a lot of things happen in Illinois, guys. Um, a father and son were making their way downtown. Walking fast, faces passing, I'm homebound. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I was listening to it in post and I was just like, ha ha. To nowhere because I didn't put that in as a note or anything. <laughs> but they saw a bird flying above them. They described the bird to be roughly 500 feet above and the shadow of the creature to be as large as a passenger plane. So this thing from 500 feet away is casting a shadow that big. It's quite scary. Now we move on to one of the more notable tales of the Thunderbird and that takes place on the 25th of July 1977. So during this time three boys were playing. Once again, we found ourselves in Illinois. Like I said, all of these sightings happen in Illinois. But anyways, suddenly the trio was startled by two giant birds who began to chase them. The boys took off. However, Marlon Lowe, who was 10 at the time, was swooped up by one of the birds. Apparently, this thing swooped down and grabbed Marlon by the shoulders. I've read a few accounts where it says either by the shoulders or by his jacket and the bird picked him up and flew away. Um, it carried Marlon about two feet off of the ground and 30 feet away from his friends. The boy then managed to struggle free from the bird's talons. When questioned, all three of the boys described the bird as resembling a condor. So if you don't know what a condor is, it's a big American bird and I think it's black and it's got a ruffle around his neck and it kind of looks like a vulture. I think I stand to be corrected. Let me just quickly Google that so that I don't sound like a charlatan. Nope, it looks like a vulture. Yes, it's ugly. Oof. Sorry, guys. Anyways, this isn't the Condor Beauty Show. Um, all right, so now we're going to get into more recent sightings. So, yeah, 70s is totally recent. I mean, <laughs> when I think about the 70s, I think it was... 30 years ago, if that makes sense. However, me being 30 means that the 70s is actually 60 years ago. It's weird, weird. But anyways. So the Thunderbird didn't just up and disappear. Like, you know, okay, obviously there's a lot of sightings from back in the day. Was it mass hysteria? Who knows? No, it wasn't. I know. <laughs> but there are actually more recent sightings of the Thunderbird. And first off, we're going to start in October 2002. Residents of the village, I'm going to absolutely butcher this name, so I'm really sorry if you come from there, but Togiak, I think, T-O-G-I-A-K, 
So residents of the village Togiak in Alaska reported a giant bird with a wingspan of roughly 14 feet. Next, we go to January 2007. Guadalupe Cantu II from Texas reported seeing the Thunderbird. He described the bird as follows. This thing's all feathers, all black, much bigger than me. It looked at us. It had a very stooped up shoulders. Okay, I'm going to try that in a Texas accent. So <laughs> hang on to your butts, everybody. This thing's all feathers, all black, much bigger than me. It looked at us. It had very stooped up shoulders. And I probably, did. <laughs> I probably didn't get Texas at all. But <laughs> it was both a shot. I thought it would be fun. Um, anyways, next we go to May 2013. Two friends were walking through the woods in uh, Bryan Athen Castle, Pennsylvania. Once again, sorry if I mispronounced that. It's not my intention to offend with my pronunciation. However, so these two mates are wandering through the woods and suddenly they saw a huge black bird in the trees above them. Suddenly, the bird stretched its wings and flew to another spot roughly 100 feet away from the duo. They said the wings of the bird seemed to span at least 10 feet and the body was roughly 4 feet long. Next up, we go to the most recent sighting in my little notes. And that is from January 2018. Tabitha Bowron, um, a lady from Alaska, was driving. I, I said here she's driving to the movies. I think she's just driving past the movies. Anyways, when suddenly a huge bird flew above her car. She described the wingspan as stretching across the road, roughly about 20 feet. She released the following post on Facebook describing her encounter. Attention. I was driving by the movie theater in the valley and there was a huge black bird flying above the road. The wingspan had to be at least 20 feet. It was almost as wide as the road. I have lived here all my life and have never seen anything like that. It freaked me out. It was not a raven or an eagle. This isn't a joke. This thing was huge. Almost the size of a small airplane. Did anyone else see it? And I'm not even going to try an Alaskan accent because I don't have any idea what they sound like. <laughs> so, on the plane topic, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a dot, dot, dot. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so everybody, there are a few assumptions uh, circulating and making the rounds as to what this gigantic airborne cryptid could actually be. So first off, obviously, there's the spiritual aspect um, with the, the Native Americans stating that the Thunderbird was a deity. Uh, personally, though, I think that this birdie is more a birdie than a god. Uh, but we'll get to me now. now. So <laughs> just hang on to your pants. We're getting there. Now, one of the most widely speculated theories about what this bird could be is the American condor. Like I mentioned in the encounter in the 70s with the three boys. So a lot of people have said that the Thunderbird is nothing more than a condor, which has been blown way out of proportion. I see how it could be because a lot of people describe the bird as just being black and looking like a condor. But no, <laughs> just no, I won't accept that. I refuse and that's a silly notion and I dismiss it immediately. Next, this is where I get really excited and I start to go all tingly. 
we've got the pterosaur. So another popular assumption is that the Thunderbird is actually a remaining type of pterosaur which survived the mass extinction all those millions of years ago. However, before I get into this, let me just preface this comment or this section with the fact that I actually lied in my intro. <laughs> I totally said that we're going to be delving into dinosaurs and we shall be doing no such thing. Absolutely no such thing. Because for those of you who don't know, a pterosaur, um, the pterosaur family were not dinosaurs at all, but rather a species of large winged reptiles. So yeah, anyone who's gone their whole life living thinking that a, a pterodactyl is a dinosaur, sorry. <laughs> sorry to burst that dino bubble of yours, but now at least you can call it the right thing. <laughs> okay, so... For me, personally, we all know that I'm a huge dino fan. So naturally, this theory is my favorite. It's not my theory, but it is my favorite of the conspiracies of what the Thunderbird could be. So um, especially based on the fact that a few sightings of the Thunderbird, like, like I described the cowboy sighting, describe its wings to be covered in a leathery skin. So a lot of um, earlier recants of the Thunderbird tales describe it as being very pterosaur-y, just putting that out there. Furthermore, pterosaurs were the largest flying creatures ever to roam the earth. So they weren't 160 wingspan feet, you know, not that big, but <laughs> good try, cowboys. However, um, some of their wingspans would reach up to 36 feet. And that kind of like clicks with the Thunderbird description. Well, the recent Thunderbird description, not the crazy cowboy one. So that ticks all of the, you know, not all of the boxes. It ticks the, the boxes of the size and the wing material. However, what about the whole extinction of it all? <laughs> so, I was today years old. Yay! Um, I had absolutely no idea, guys. No freaking clue at all that there have been numerous sightings of pterosaur-like creatures throughout the states in recent times. And just so you know, I'm playing fast and loose with the term recent times because the sightings that I've found span from the 60s through to the 80s. But anyways, guys, like, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> I'm so excited! There's dinosaur birds. I know they're not dinosaurs because I just taught you that they're not dinosaurs. But anyways, like, you're... Yeah, okay, so I'm super excited. Love me a good dino story. I know they're not dinosaurs. Give me a break. But anyways, don't get me wrong. Like, totally stoked about dabbling in the possibility of another almost dinosaur thing being alive. And I oath to you that I will do a whole episode on the pterosaurs of the States. But I don't think it's that. <laughs> I always just got to throw that spanner in the works, don't I? Now we get to my favorite time of the episode because it's what I think. <laughs> and that time is what does Abby think the monster is? So, in my research, I stumbled across another I am today years old situation. However, it is possibly the most plausible suspect for the Thunderbird, I think. And that is the Argent Argentavis. Yeah, yes, guys, I love this thing, but I don't know how to say its name. Argentavis. So this bird is second only to one other in terms of the biggest wingspan, 
with its wings being measured at a debatable 16 feet. Now, the reason I say debatable is because some have argued that its wingspan could have reached up to 23 feet based on fossil findings. Now, this bird was a massive son of a gun. And I'm not saying that lightly. It was very big. And basically, from the fossils, uh, it resembles like a really big vulture because it's got the hooked beak of a buzzard. However, the Argentavis was only found in central and northwestern Argentina. Also, guys, sorry, let me just put this in here. I'm sure all of you are wondering, like, What's the deal? Why did I choose the second biggest bird, not the first biggest bird ever recorded in the history books? Um, the first biggest bird ever to walk around here on Earth. I can't remember how big its wings were. I think they were also in the region of like 23, 25 feet. However, that thing, it was a big pelican. <laughs> and the, uh, I can't see the pelican being the thunderbird, doom of death bird. No doesn't fit for me but this guy does so um yeah like i said it's been found only in central and northwestern argentina however the fossils have only been found in three sites there so you know it's not a very big span of where this the bird could be so who's to say it doesn't like to migrate just throwing that out there as i do <laughs> But yeah, so it was assumed that the bird was more of a scavenger than an actual hunter. Very much like vultures of today. However, it has been suggested that they would hunt for infant mammalian creatures. I don't even know if mammalian's a word. If it isn't, it is. Ah, look at me go. Not mcmillian. Mammalian. I just spelt it wrong. So yeah, so it was known to hunt infant mammalian creatures. And if you don't know what a mammalian is, it's a mammal. Such as baby ground sloths. So now I know that that sounds unimpressive kind of thing. But if you don't know what a ground sloth was, you're talking to like the dino era crazy girl right now. If you don't know what a ground sloth was, do yourself a favor and Google it. That thing was anything but small. <laughs> so ground sloths could actually reach weights of up to five tons five tons okay and they could reach lengths of up to about 17 feet that's huge that's not your cute little slow sloth that you see now hanging on the trees no it's it's huge but anyways so if that is like the the argent argentavis you know if if the argentavis was hunting that thing's babies <laughs> i'd say it's pretty easy for it to pick off a little human child you know, it's not a far cry to assume that human children could be in its dietary requirements. However, the, the Argentavis has also been extinct for a few million years, which kind of puts a spanner in the whole works. However, 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 I'm saying that a lot. Birds today, for those of you who don't know, are actually living dinosaurs. This is, okay, this is, no, 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 I don't struggle to believe this because a pterosaur didn't have feathers. Dinosaurs do have feathers. Okay, so, yeah, for those of you who don't know, birds are actually dinosaurs. So, yeah, pretty cool. But, yeah, so I like to believe that this feathery buzzard made the cut when it came to extinction. And that they like to migrate. And that they now hang out in Alaska and Illinois, apparently. 
And why do I say this? Because it just feels right. So yes, I stand by my giant bird theory and I am happy with it. If you want to disagree with me or if you just want to get in touch with me, be sure to check me out during the week on social media. You can find me on Instagram, which is meet underscore my underscore monsters. You can hit me up on Twitter, which is meet monsters. You can send me a Gmail, which is meetmymonsterspoddy at gmail.com. Or you can go check out my website, which is meetmymonsters.com. Anyways, guys, it's been a hoot in a hole. And I hope that you have an awesome week. And I will be back in your earpods on Sunday. Yes, that's when I release. On Sunday. So I'll see you then. But for now, bye. Bye. <laughs>